Welcome to the Annie Jennings PR author and expert podcast series. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director for Annie's big city number one national radio campaign that includes a performance guarantee and unlimited media training. Annie Jennings also offers her famous performance publicity program with no monthly retainers for influential online media outlets and television across the country. Today's guest isn't just a cancer survivor. He is truly a medical marvel. Sean Swarner is the only person in the world ever to have been diagnosed with both Hodgkin's disease and Askin's sarcoma. He was diagnosed in the fourth and final stage of Hodgkin's disease at the age of 13, when doctors expected him to live for no more than three months. He overcame his illness only to be stricken a second time when a deadly golf ball-sized tumor attacked his right lung. After removal of the Askin's tumor, Sean was expected to live for less than two weeks. A decade later, and with only partial use of his lungs, Sean became famous for becoming the first cancer survivor to climb Mount Everest. He is now a world-renowned mountaineer and climber, author, speaker, and performance coach, who is voted top 10 most inspirational people in the world. So, welcome, Sean Swarner. Hey, I appreciate it. That, that's uh, quite the intro. I'm, I'm honored. Well, you're quite the man, right? You're out there and, wow, just diagnosed, 14 days to live, and here you are. So what has happened to you? We just mentioned what's happened to you, how surviving cancer has shaped you. Tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, wow. I wish we had so much time to talk about it. But in one word, I would say perspective. There was a time when I was uh, 13 with my first cancer, and I remember... I was about three months into the treatment, and I knew I was going to lose my hair. And I woke up one morning, and off to my left side, I noticed my hair was just, or my pillow was just covered in hair. So I, I ran into the bathroom, and I looked in the mirror, and I tried fixing it. You know, I was combing it over, trying to figure out maybe I could stop it from falling out. Maybe something I, I can do something to, to fix it. But I knew it was inevitable, so I went into the shower. I turned the shower on, and it felt weird this time. The water wasn't hitting my hair and kind of seeping into my scalp and hitting my scalp that way. It was just going directly to my scalp. And every time I brought my hands down from washing my head, they were literally covered in hair. And I remember collapsing to the shower floor. I was on my hands and knees, pulling chunks of hair out of the drain, and I was weeping. And I was just thinking of what my friends were going through that same morning getting ready for school. You know, they were worried about, um, you know, the nicest shoes, the nicest clothes. And I think back back then in, in 88, 89, it was uh, the Reebok pump. So my, my neighbor, my friend Jerry, was probably counting on his shoe, 26, 27, 28, you know, pumping up his shoe, getting ready for school. Here I was, 60 pounds overweight, bald from head to toe, thinking about, you know, my options in life. And, and I, in that moment, I thought, you know, I could either fight for my life or give up and die. And I, 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 the second one wasn't, wasn't an option. And it was also in that same moment that I developed a different perspective where I didn't focus on not dying. I wanted to focus on living. And I can only imagine looking back at it, how things that would have ended up if I was sitting there thinking to myself, don't die, don't die, don't die. So I focused on what I wanted, not what I didn't want to happen. I wanted to be pulled towards something, not avoid something. I was focused on living. I wasn't focused on not dying. Wow, that's pretty, that's profound. That's profound. And I'm sure a lot of people out there can apply that. I mean, you don't necessarily have to have a cancer diagnosis to to feel that way anytime you're kind of overcoming something. 
um, you know, focusing on living is uh, is really a obviously a very good uh, piece of advice, and I'm sure one that's served you well throughout what you've done. And I know you've done a lot of climbing and adventuring. Tell us a little bit about some of your incredible inhuman achievements. <laughs> I've I've actually been super blessed in my life, as as you said with the uh, the intro there. So um, as you heard, I'm I'm the first cancer survivor to climb Mount Everest. I am actually the only person to ever climb Mount Everest, the highest mountain on every continent, ski to both the North and South Poles, and in, in, in the climbing and adventure world, they call that the Explorer's Grand Slam, which personally, I still think sounds like a Denny's breakfast platter, but I, did, I didn't name it. And if you add all that together, the Explorer's Grand Slam, which is Everest, the Seven Summits, the Two Poles. And you add in the Hawaii Ironman, I'm actually the only person in history to accomplish that. So like I said before, I'm I'm very blessed. Wow. That's, I mean, that, that puts you in a unique position in having to, you know, achieved all of that and being unique, of course, is the only person to have achieved all of that, that that probably puts you in a great place to be a performance coach, to help others perform. Um, what would you say is your experience as a performance coach. What are some of the similarities that you find across the board with your clients? How do you help them find their purpose, happiness, and ways to decrease anxiety? Well, I think in any situation, you have to realize that you have a choice. You always have a choice to react any way you want. And also understand that it's your relationship with something. And and by something, it's, it's something external. And so many people think, oh, that, that's making me anxious, or, you know, you're upsetting me. You, what you have to understand is not the thing. It's how you're reacting to it. So if you can just shift your perspective, like I said before, initially, you know, I developed a different perspective. If you can shift your perspective a little bit and see something from a, a different angle, from a different light, you can move forward more confident. So if you're experiencing any, any anxiety, Understand that it's not the thing that's making you anxious. It's not something out there. It's inside of you, and you can see how you're reacting to it. So if you can change your relationship with that, you know, for me, the word cancer, sometimes that makes me a little nervous, but I know it's not the word that makes me afraid. It's not the word that causes those actions and and, and those feelings. It's how I relate to it. So if I look at it from a different perspective, I understand it doesn't have control of me. I now have control over it. And how do you think, or what would you tell people in terms of, you know, their own Mount Everest, right? They may not be a climber or a mountaineer like yourself, but they might have something impossible uh, that they want to uh, achieve or they think is impossible anyway. How do you help people or how can people begin redefining their own impossible? Oh, that, that, that's super simple. Um, the first thing is everybody has their own mountains to climb. Everybody on earth has, has certain goals and uh, different obstacles that they have to overcome and everyone's climbing their own proverbial Everest. What they have to do is tap into their own personal core values. You know, once you understand why you're doing something, then you can, can build on that progress. Once you know what your personal core values are, you can begin to develop that personal growth. You know, people can then understand why they're doing it, what they're going after. And it's, it's, it's also linked to the mind-body connection. I'm a huge believer in the, in the mind-body connection. And if people visualize themselves successful, that's fantastic. 
if you add in all five of your senses, it makes it even more real. But when you start feeling yourself successful before you begin, you now have developed an emotional attachment to that success. That's what's going to continue pushing you forward. And I actually put together something called the, uh, the Summit Challenge, which, which is a series of seven challenges to help people develop this perspective and help people through micro changes develop the right patterns, the right programs, and the right habits to understand how they can get what they want from life and experience life from a completely if, if, if wonderful point of view. Well, Sean, thank you so much for letting us in and giving us some insight into what it's like to, to you know, climb the mountains of your life. I mean, that's just uh, really some, some really good advice. And why don't you tell us, and you just mentioned the Summit Challenge, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about how they can get in touch with you and how they can join in? Oh, that's easy. Just go to Sean Swarner, uh, seanswarner.com. Sean, like Sean Connery. Uh, Swarner, just like the Warner Brothers, but slap an S on the front. Uh, SeanSwarner.com. Super easy. Great. And, of course, they can connect with you, Sean, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. That's at Sean Swarner. So that's S-E-A-N Swarner, S-W-A-R-N-E-R. And stay connected with Sean, like he mentioned, on his website for the latest updates on where he's going, what he's doing, and more info on documentary book series and speaking engagements as well. Sean, thank you again for joining us. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very grateful. And thank you all for listening to this podcast brought to you by AnnieJenningsPR.com. Till next time.